Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. God is always presenting his children with great doors and opportunities throughout the course of our lives and ministries that at times we fail to recognize. This Monday, Bishop Dag will help you prevent the mistake of shutting great doors that have been opened unto you and he will help you to not lose opportunities that God has given to you. From today's teaching, you will learn from the mistakes of those who trivialized and wasted opportunities and doors that were opened unto them. Find out today five ways that you can shut a great door opened unto you and how you can prevent these errors. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Do it better. Do it better. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. You are, you are the next person to receive a testimony from the Lord. If you believe it, shout a big amen. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 15 verse 11, that among the gods who is like unto thee, you are wondrous in praise and you will do wonders. God will mark his presence in your life with a wonder this week. I said God will do something you don't expect wonderfully in your life this week. If you believe it, shout amen. Let's put our hands together for our brother Stephen as he shares about how God miraculously healed him. Or put your hands together as he comes up stage. Do it better for him. Awesome. Your name and what God has done for you. My name is Stephen Ousunyantati from Kumasi, Ghana. And I'm a student of the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Hallelujah. And my, my testimony is about how God healed uh, a growth I had at the uh, back of my right palm while we were watching uh, the Chancellor's videos during our lecture. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, during my tertiary education years, I had a growth at the back of my right arm. And I used to wear long sleeves a lot. Not because I liked uh, long sleeves, but because I wanted to cover up the growth. Hallelujah. And I came into the Bible school in 2018 and um, 2019 where we were watching the founder, founder's lecture as it was so called. Um, it was recently turned into a, the vision lecture. Hallelujah. I had always seen that, that oigo, the videos as a service, not a lecture. Hallelujah. So on that particular day, I, I went to the, the hall and we were watching a video from the chancellor at uh, the UG campus, the campus services University he was doing. University of Ghana campus. It was University a first lab service. It was a first lab service. Hallelujah. Amen. And when daddy finished preaching, he, he administered communion. Um, before then, I had told two of my colleagues in the school, Ohiniba uh, Kusi Amwa, who is a physician assistant. I showed him the growth, and he was like, I, I need uh, a minor surgery to get rid of uh, the growth. For in my head, I was like, no, I don't want to mar my skin, so I would never do it. So one, in, in the service, while the service you prefer was... the growth to a scar? Yes, yes, I didn't wow. want a scar at the back of my hand. Okay. And while the service was going on, 
the, the chancellor said there was going to be uh, a move of the spirit and there was going to be healing in, in the service. Hallelujah. Amen. So at the point, I, I found myself, as I took the bread, I found myself spreading some of the wine at the back of my right arm on, 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 the, on the growth. And then, while I was rubbing it, I found myself quoting uh, Mark chapter 9, 23, 24. Well, in the verse 24, the man who went to Jesus to seek healing for his son with a damp spirit. Um, and, and, and the man was, when Jesus said, I have told you that if you believe, you will see, you will see a miracle. And, and immediately the man said, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. I found myself quoting and repeating that verse. Until at the point I saw that the, the, the growth was becoming softer and softer. Instantly. Yes, instantly. The growth was becoming softer. It was become softer and softer. Hallelujah. And then two days after, I woke up and I couldn't find the growth on my hand again. You could not find the growth on your arm. I couldn't see it on my hand again. Can you show Hallelujah. your arm? I can show it. And now, it looks like... How, how big was the growth before? How, 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 how big was it? It was as big as my thumb. I, I, it was if as I'm not big exaggerating, as your yes. And yes. Show, show your hand again. You can see it's no more there. And your skin too is intact. It's intact. Hallelujah. You didn't have to have surgery. No surgery. Oh, give the Lord Hallelujah. a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Wow. 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 And, and, and he was saying that I believe but help my unbelief. And, and as he was in the service, even watching live, um, watching the service that had already happened, God was able to come through for him. How much more you who are sitting down here live in the service yes i see a word coming your way i see yes. a miracle coming your way amen i see a breakthrough coming your way Hallelujah. if you believe it shout in amen. and put your hands together for that powerful amen. testimony all right the stage is a mountain you have to climb father thank you for the opportunity that we have today in your presence we thank you that you are guiding us into all truth in Jesus name we pray amen you may be seated um, today we want to look at Philippians chapter 4 um, and uh, I want to share with you something very simple but important. Philippians chapter 4. And um, verse 16, uh, from verse 15. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, all right. When I departed from Macedonia, no church or nobody communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. Nobody. But you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. 
but I have all and abound. I'm full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your needs, all your needs, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This year, you shall continue to receive supplies from heaven above. Can I hear your shout of amen? This year, you shall continue to receive supplies, supernatural supplies from heaven above and from God's generous hand to you. Amen. That is the prophetic word for today's special offering. You will continue to receive supplies. Supplies. Now, uh, how many are alive today after a whole year of no jobs, no improvements, a lot of difficulties, but you are here today. You've eaten, you've drank, you slept, you woke up. God provided for you for a whole year right up until this time. And many of us watching on television or on the Facebook or YouTube or whatever method you are watching by, in spite of the pandemic, which has collapsed many businesses and many well-known names, airlines collapsed and uh, airports closed, flights canceled, shops going bankrupt. Many could not survive for just one month of no activity. But by the grace of God, you are still somehow here and you are moving on. Is that not so? Now you can ascribe that to your good luck or you can ascribe that to your good fortune or you can ascribe that to your hard work or to your wisdom. But I would choose to ascribe it to the supplies that come from above. My God shall supply. So supplies will be coming to you from heaven above. And that is the assurance that God gave me when I came and stepped into ministry in 1990 at the end of my housemanship. I was faced with a decision of what to do. Of where to work. Of how to survive. And then I had a dream. Or a vision. And in that. I saw myself. In a place. Maybe like this. There's no people there. No much civilization. And as I walked. I saw a heap. 
like a heap of sand. I thought it was sand at first. But as I got closer, you know how it is when you get closer and you see the details. And I saw that it was gold coins. Coins of gold. Which I haven't seen in real life before. (laughs) And when I saw these coins, and because it was in the middle of nowhere, and there was no owner, and nobody seemed to want them, or have come, there was no human being anywhere. So I knew that it was mine. In the dream, it was mine. I don't know any challenger or any other person who could come and say that this was his because I was the only one there. And so I wanted to organize a truck. Do you get it? To load them and take them to, with me, to my, wherever I was. And I knew that I was going to have enough gold for life. One day I was at Obwasi and I saw the trucks coming out of the uh, gold mine. Huge trucks filled with gold and gold dust and rocks. Yeah. You know, you can have a huge truck like that. Very big, the biggest type. But it will just give you a small piece of gold like that. When they shred it and they they work on it. You just get a little piece of gold from one big truck. But I had a truck full of gold itself, not rocks to, to extract gold from. Are you listening to me? Already worked on gold. And then I heard a voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, take, he didn't say I shouldn't touch it. He said, take enough That day I wished my palms were bigger. Take one, two. And I took as much as I could. And he said, that's all. That one was going to last for quite a, I mean, gold like that. It was going to last. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, on the road that I have called you, there will be many of these heaps, supplies, Divine supplies, supernatural supplies. Supplies from where you never expect God to supply you from or through. And you see, the Bible says that we walk by faith, not by sight. Anything you do when you come to God involves faith. You have to actually have beliefs. You must have what? Beliefs, things you believe. When you see, we had a, our President Rawlings' funeral last week. And because of that, there have been so many videos of his life. You know? And you see him passionately doing so many things. Carrying a the metals that are used, those H ions that are used to make railway tracks. You see him carrying them to make a railway line. Driving tractors, sitting in canoes, carrying cocoa, many things. Overthrowing government. He said the president has been dismissed. I mean, he came on air. He said the president has been dismissed. 
the council of state has been dissolved. Political parties have been proscribed. So I went to check what is proscribed. It's prohibited and stopped. They are not allowed anymore. Forbidden. Yes. He dismissed all of them. You know, to do such things, you must have some beliefs. You see, faith is what makes you do what you do. What you are doing is because of what you believe. Yes. You don't pay tithes because you don't believe that God has anything to do with money. You don't think so. You don't think so. That God has anything to do with your job? You don't think so. That's why you would not pay tithes. You don't think that God has something to do with where you are financially? I do. I do. I believe that very much. I don't think we could be sitting in this campus debt free if it was not for the power of God and his involvement in money. You know, I'll tell you something. Jesus has as much to do with money as he has to do with any other miracles, any other kind of miracle. In fact, it was when he turned the bread, he multiplied the bread, okay, to the point where 5,000 people had enough to eat. And I know you may not really value that because you may feel that he should have multiplied the kinky or multiplied the rice or something. But if you go to Lebanon and you go to the Middle East, their main food is bread, that flat bread. You know, at, in my house, we used to call it Lebanese bread, but it's actually, I don't know what, what, what the real name is, but that's the kind of bread they eat. Yeah, it's a bread. And that's their main meal. I mean, I, I went out once, they said, oh, the, the food is going to be fantastic tonight. And then they brought that bread. And I kept waiting for the main meal, but I found out after about one and a half hours that that bread was the main thing. <laughs> You'll soon be traveling all over the world to learn new things. Yes. I am telling you that when Jesus did that miracle, the Bible says they wanted to come and make him a king. It's the only miracle that he did that they were so moved that they wanted to make him a king right there and then. I I believe that Jesus has everything to do with your money. And so, exercise your faith. And, there, and that, that's the reason why President Rawlings uh, created such a stir in Ghana for the years that he lived. It's because he seemed to believe in what he's doing. Others may read speeches. Do they believe what they are reading? Do they believe what they are reading? You sometimes see people reading speeches and say, I think it's it the wrong speech. Or they will, they will be asking for somebody to come and correct it. You know? So brothers and sisters... Today, I want you to believe that Jesus has everything to do with your pocket. Yes. Your finances. There will be no shortages in 2021. And don't forget, before this service, as I'm going to tell you, there's something I want to uh, say about uh, the pandemic. I'm going to give you uh, some information and some recommendations. 
All right? So very important for all of us today before we close. Amen. So uh, believe God that God has something to do with every supply. I see furniture coming. I see bed sheets coming. I see towels coming. I see food store, food supplies coming. I see money in packages and packets coming to you. Receive packets of money in Jesus' name. I see supplies of euros and supplies of dollars and all types of currencies. God will supply all your needs. And I prophesy especially to the young ones uh, that because you have learned to give early, you will see prosperity early, earlier than your father saw it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Take out your tithes, your offerings, everything that you have to give. Let us assume that it's one offering and give your tithes, give your offerings and believe God with me. There shall be no shortages. There shall be no what? Shortages in your life and there will be supplies will continue throughout 2021 2021 2021 supplies give on your phone today you want to give a thousand yes last week somebody was rebuking me for saying hundred i don't mention bigger amounts and that it's not uh, uh, letting people have Faith to give bigger amounts. So please, I'm changing my amounts to thousand. Give a thousand, hundred, five hundred, and a hundred. Believe God. On the on the screen, you see the way to give. Give to where you usually give. By now, you should know how to give a flow offering because everything has a flow version. We don't use the word internet or e. We use flow. In our church, the word flow has to do with internet or electronic something, okay? That's our own word. And it means first love, online, witty invention, service, flow service. All right? So give your tithes, give your offering, give, including the ashes. Put the basket down and give. You say you are standing there holding the basket as though somebody should give. And what about you? The fact that you are ushering doesn't mean that you are exempted from giving offerings. Choristers, dancing stars, you can't say you've left your bag somewhere, you've left this and that. No. Everybody is giving. Today I'm preaching about a great door. And I need you to be very attentive. It's a short message, but very important. So, take your offering out and let me pray over it. Father, there shall be continued supplies throughout 2021. By your mighty power, I thank you. There will be no shortages in every department of our lives. Whether it is money or things that we need practically in our lives. I prophesy over those that believe. And I say supply from heaven, oh God. 
We look to you because we believe in you. Ah, malo satama sho kataraba sanido lebada pasando la mama. As you have blessed us, Lord, to be on this campus today. Bless everyone to be in their own houses. Supply the needs of houses, debt-free houses and cars and every and jobs, Lord. Better jobs supernaturally provided by you. I bless your children in America, in England, in Switzerland, everywhere where they are not allowed to have church and they are all part of this service. I lift my hands to heaven and I bless them. And I thank you, Lord, that they will live long to see and tell their children about what happened during the pandemic and how you made supplies and provisions real in this season for us. We give you thanks, Heavenly Father. We give you praise for your blessing in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Present your tithes, your offerings in thousands, a thousand dollars, thousand pounds, thousand whatever. Give everything right away because you never know there may be a, a, some problem with something and then there'll be a change. But so far, the weather is dry, uh, the sun is hot, and uh, we are enduring and we are receiving vitamin D supplies, direct supplies of vitamin D to fight the, the virus. Amen. Father, thank you for the blessing and the healing also in today's service from every curse and spirit of death that is moving around. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I will have the maximum impact, yeah. Hallelujah. Will you go where you have to go? Will you preach where you have to preach? And may God give us grace to have the maximum impact in Jesus' name. Are you ready for the word of God? I believe we are here in a very powerful series, a very prophetic time. And um, the name of the, in in case this is your first time for a while, the series is The Great Door, which is opening before you right here at this service are you blessed to hear about the great door the great door is your calling the great door is a ministry and escape you are making it out in jesus name once i was in secondary school and my senior was chasing me with a belt and right there next to the staircase there was an open door and i made it through the open door and the senior couldn't follow me there I don't know where you came from, but in this service, God is opening a great door, a great chance, a great opportunity before you. How many of you never thought that God can use you to do anything? You never, every time you think about yourself, you wonder. But I tell you, as our pastor and our prophet preaches to us, and as he prophesies to us, I see more and more the great door open before many young men and many young women in this church to do something great for God and to have the maximum impact. So the best advice I can give you this afternoon is to fill your heart with faith, to hear what God has to say to you and the door that God is opening before you. And I believe that as you believe, as you shout amen, as you shout hallelujah, nothing is impossible because you trust God. Every door, every opportunity, every escape is becoming real because you trust God and you believe His word. Come on, lift your hands and sing. Nothing, Nothing is impossible. It's impossible when you put your trust in God. Say nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you trust in A great door is opening before you, and you are walking through in the name of Jesus. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, for everything, for everything. Yes, everything is possible. My brother, my sister, lay your hand on your heart and declare to yourself that nothing is impossible. It's impossible when you put. Say nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His word. Now say, hearken to the voice of God. The voice of God Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God. Lift your hands and rest on His word. His word. I declare to you that everything is possible. Yes, everything is possible. Shout like you have the victory and give God praise as we welcome.
come out, Pastor, Bishop, Doug, Heward Mills, give the Lord a shout, a wave, and a jump of praise. Hallelujah. Wow. Father, thank you for this amazing opportunity you give to us today. In Jesus' name. Speak to everyone, I pray. Build us up for your will and your power. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And don't forget, uh, today, just around the communion time, I'm going to share with you something important about our... um, the pandemic and the season and certain announcements I need to make. So just stand by. Um, I'm, my, my message is a very critical message for now. It's a message about a great door. First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 8. It says, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. Um, oh, first Corinthians 16. Yeah, it says, For I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Amen. I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. Why? For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. Amen. Now, Paul recognized that a door had opened and so he decided to stay on in Ephesus until Pentecost okay so it is important that you recognize when a door is opening for you in this life when a door is open for you there you find that that's the opportunity God is giving to you. He's presenting you with something. And he's expecting you to go through. One day I had a, a dream. Well, I have these very short vision-like dreams. And I found myself in the garden of my house. All right? And my house at that time was such that I could go around the whole house. You know, from the front, I could go to the side and the back and come back to the front. Some houses you can't go around because there's something blocking one side. So you can't go all the way around, but I could go all the way around. But I, I just found like as if I arrived by a parachute and it was night. Okay? And it was dark. And I was wondering what I was doing there. But as I started to go around, then I realized in the dark that there was a lion in the house. You know? In the garden. 
So, the lion sensed I was present in the garden and started to come to try to chase me. So, I ran for my life, but the house was locked. Are you with me? Are you listening to the story I'm telling you? It's more than a James Bond film. I started to go, I started to run for my life. Now the house, the main house was locked. Then suddenly I saw that the door to my house helps room. There was a little building separate from the house. And there was a way there, and there was a door. (laughs) And I ran through the door and escaped the lion. So God told me something about that. I will not tell you what it is. But he showed me that through this help or through a help, I would escape something. Yes. And you know, God presents you with doors in your life and says, this is the way. You know, the Bible says something about temptation. The Bible says that there is no temptation that ever happens to any believer that God allows without providing a way to escape from that temptation. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like a temptation without a way out. There's nothing like that. It will never happen. No matter what kind of trouble or problem you are in or you face, there will never be a temptation that God does not provide, has not provided somewhere, somehow, a way to escape from that particular trouble. And it is important for you to recognize the door that God gives you when he's giving doors. Yes. So you need to look for, 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 your, for your door. Doors, huh, a, a door is a gap. Where there's no gap anywhere, the rest is a wall. You can't go. But only the door will let you through. You will discover every door that God has for you. Now last week, very quickly, I was giving you how to recognize the door. And number one, I said when you recognize that you are declared alive and well, like Paul. (laughs) suddenly before him his whole life and ministry all his books that he had to write were before him and so where you are declared alive at the end of 2020 in the midst of this pandemic and God has granted mercy and grace for you to be alive it's a great door that he says you know I could have let you die but I want you to live And I'm going to use you for something. Something beautiful. Can I have an amen? Number two. A great door happens when you have a chance to serve. Joseph was in prison. And right in the prison, the Bible says, the butler and the baker offended the king and were brought in to the prison. And they were put there and Joseph was asked to serve them. That was the door. So perhaps 
you'll be asked to serve. Serve. Yeah. Instead of being so blind and not recognizing the door from God, you must be able to see this opportunity to serve is a door to serve these people. How does it help you? You don't have to always know how. Sometimes God shows it in steps. When Paul was saved, the Lord sent Ananias to pray for him so that he would see. And then he told him to tell Paul that I will show you the things you must suffer for me. But he didn't tell him then. If they tell you everything now, it may not flow. So you will be told in steps. So God has shown you paths. But where you see this is a chance to serve. Take your chances brother. This is your blessing. Number three. When you are declared young. A great door is open. Yeah. What do I mean by when you are declared young? When you see that you are young, your life lies before you. There's a great door. You know, if God grants me the grace in less than 15 years, I'll be 70 years old. So sometimes when I'm doing things or I'm even planning certain things, sometimes I get discouraged. I ask myself that, so how long will it be? You know, it's different from being 25. Where there's a big thing set before you for a long time. So anybody here who is young, the Bible says a certain man had two sons. Yeah. And the younger of them realized a great door was open before him. And what did he do? He wasted his substance. He wasted the great opportunity. A door is an opportunity. Number four, Joseph, all right, a great door is open when you arrive at new places. Anytime you come to a new place, a a, a great door is open. Joseph was brought down to Egypt. That was it. Where has God brought you that's new? Huh? Huh? That's it. That's your chance to start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a certain part of Accra. I was not used to certain other parts. Not that I wasn't used to it. I had never been there. But God brought me to Kolegono. I arrived at a place I had never been to before. I didn't know anybody there. The friends I knew were at other parts of Accra. Places like Laboni. My best friend was staying in Laboni. I don't apologize for that. (laughs) But now I had arrived in Egypt. Just like Joseph had arrived in Egypt. It was there that I was to build a church that would be dedicated by David Yongicho, the pastor of the largest church in the world. Right there. I see you arriving in Egypt. And declaring that a new and a great door has been opened before me. 
Don't be discouraged by new arriving, arriving newly at a place. And don't be discouraged by the newness of a place. Don't be so spoiled when it comes to new things. Little complaints, I tell you. The children of Israel, they complain about little things. You'd be surprised at what God is listening to. God has recording devices everywhere. A great door is opened when you receive a special invitation from someone to do something. You know, when God invites you, you say, oh God, God has, what has God? I've not heard God. But maybe somebody, David invited, was invited by Saul to come to his house and play a guitar. That was his door to the kingdom, being a king. From being a rejected son of a family in the backyard when they were calling for children of Jesse, they lined up all the children of Jesse and left David out. It was like he's, he's not non scoring. You know, thank God that he was not a stepchild. But if he was a stepchild, I said, Aha, I don't really belong. I know that I've never belonged here, I know that I'm not part. And today, God himself has revealed it. Because when the prophet came and they were calling for people, they called the real family members and I was left out. But you see, sometimes it happens and it is not what you are saying is not right. And it happened, it happened to David. He wasn't called. And he was not a stepchild. But one day, the door opened for this reject. And he was invited. Would you mind coming to play some instrumental music in my house. I pray your ears will be tuned to doors from today. When a door is opening, you hear the sound of a door. Some of you, when you get a call this week and next week, you should know that you should start hearing the sound of I can hear the sound. Don't you have noisy doors in your house which you can always hear that this door has been opened? God will be showing you doors. Opening doors in your life. Come on, shut up. I wish I'd heard this message earlier. A great door is, 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 is a great opportunity and it comes when you are forgiven for a great mistake. Paul said, how be it for this cause? He said, this is a faithful saying. Worthy of all acceptation that Jesus came to save sinners of whom I am the chief of sinners. How be it for this cause I obtain mercy. Wow, I obtain mercy. That in me first Christ should show long suffering. A pattern that should be shown to all who believe. Now unto king, eternal, mortal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever from my life. Because a great mercy is shown. How many of you here have received a great mercy and a great forgiveness from God? Hey! What will you, that's why I preach a message called, how can I say thanks? How? How to say thanks? 
One day I was with one of my bishops somewhere and he showed me a disco, discotheque door, a nightclub that he used to come out of at 5 a.m. You know, I, I, at that time he was not a bishop. He was just, you know, with me moving around at the crusade. I told him, you are an ungrateful person. I said, why, why do you say I'm ungrateful? I said, because just around that time, somebody came out of the door. It was about 3 a.m. And the way I, I saw the man, I asked myself that this man, how can he be saved? What steps will be taken before salvation will come to him and now he will be converted and become a shepherd and start doing follow-up and read his Bible and pray and fast and become a pastor. It's such a long journey. Yeah. But that long journey had happened to this brother already. He was in the house of the Lord. And this is the same door he used to come out of. I said to him, you are not grateful. Because if I was you and I have been saved with such a mercy, because I, I never went to a nightclub. I never went to a nightclub. No. I've never, I've never, I, never, I never went to a disco. I don't know what, I, I don't know what it's like. For, my uncle forced me to go to one. The whole family went. Yes, it was a family, what do you call it? This is the only time I've entered a nightclub. The one and only time. In England. It was a f- the whole family when we had dinner in the nightclub. Yes. I don't know how you can have dinner in a nightclub. But I think the person whose birthday, wa- I think, wanted that. I've never seen such a place before. Lights and all kinds of things. But you, you knew where you've been. How far back you came from. God was able to pull you. Can you imagine swimming in the sea and the current takes you far? And you are calling, help. Sometimes you see them, you see them waving and then they go down. And they come up. And they are able to save the guys who are nearer. They are able to save the guys who are nearer. But you were far in the water. And somebody came there. When you were far out there in the water, your feet couldn't touch the ground. You couldn't see through the water. The water is dark green. You couldn't feel your foot there and you were taken far deep but somebody said we've got to try <laughs> you were so far and you were saved great mercy shown to you huh? great kindness how do you say thank you a door has been set before you to serve God to show him love when eternity begins and you find out what's the sun what are the stars what's the moon and who god is you won't have this chance anymore you know it's easy to say i love you when everything is clear but when things are not clear and you take your stance yes that's why even the political parties they appoint those who stood with them when they are in opposition yeah because standing with them means that you will not get a job or you not get whatever. So they always look for those who stood with them when standing with them wasn't favorable. They are the ones that are rewarded most. Yeah. Are you still there? A great mercy. 
And a great door is open when there's a call. And a great door is opened when the end of a crisis comes. Yeah. The Bible says when the devil had ended all the temptation and departed from him for a season, then he came to Nazareth. Luke 4 verse 16. Just two verses later, he entered the synagogue and preached his famous message. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The first preaching. When your big crisis ends, your big issue ends, your big temptation, Jesus' big temptation is recorded in Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. The big one, the big crisis of his life, the big temptation of his life. When it was ended, his next step was to enter the synagogue and preach with all his heart. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Amen. Your big crisis is coming to an end and your opportunity, your great door is opening right before you. Are you excited about that? And then a great door is happening to you when God elevates you. And the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. You know, every elevation is a door. It's a door to help. It's a door to serve. It's a door from God. He said, okay, now do what you can do. Years ago, God elevated me. You know, I had a little position. I became the director of a hotel. Yeah. And then he brought some people to me. To help them. But I didn't help them. And up till today, I use it as an example of something that I regret. That when I gave you the chance to help my people, you didn't help them. You could have helped much more than you did. How many have ever been to an office and you see somebody who could help and the person says, Come next week? Have you seen there's a lot of that in Ghana? Come next week. Okay, we are, we are working on it. Don't call us. We'll call you. you hear from us. <laughs> Leave your number. <laughs> Send us an email. We are looking into it. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you have an important person sent an important person a text and you'll be watching the phone to see whether it's two ticks or blue ticks and whether he has read it to see whether your issue is being attended to and it seems as though your issue is not being even noticed When God elevates you, God told Moses, see, I have made you a God. Yeah. One day, myself and one of my other bishops, we approached a certain man who had become important overnight. (laughs) And, you know, later the comment we had, 
He said, no, these pastors, these posts that I've got, they were always trying to see me to, for favors and so on. I said, wow. I said, I'll never go to see this man again. And I never went again. Yeah. See, I have made you a God. And finally, a great door is open when you are brought closer. The Bible says Daniel and his three brothers were brought closer. He said, bring them. Ah, it was a door. And they became the famous Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now today for a shorter time, because I believe that what I've shared already is even enough of a message. But for a shorter time, I want to share with you how not to close the door. (laughs) Don't close the door that has been opened. Hey! How many want to know how not to close a door when the door has been opened for you? Don't close it. Leave it open. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one. I'm going to show you some people to whom a great door was open and they just close it. Watch. Are you watching? Number one. Aaron. Aaron. Exodus chapter four. Verse 16. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak to him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth. And with his mouth. And will teach you what you shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. Now a great door was opened to a man called Aaron and he became the famous high priest you see he became the spokesperson of Moses he said Moses will be to you instead of God and Aaron will be to you instead of a mouth so now Moses Aaron who was not even part of the calling because of Moses fumbling Aaron was now added Now, by the way, one of the things that opens a door for you is somebody else's mistake. Yes. Somebody else's problem can open a door for you. Because Moses fumbling with God's calling caused Aaron to be added to something that he wasn't even part of. There are people who make mistakes and into whose shoes you may have to step. And you must recognize it. Sometimes when somebody's fumbling and somebody's making a mistake, it opens a door like this. And 
before I realized you are there. Many years ago, I was uh, in Korea. And uh, I, I was just attending the church growth conference. I was a, a member of the board, but I was just attending. Because I just attend any time there's a meeting, I go. And suddenly, I had a phone call in my hotel. I was in a Seoul Millennium Hilton Hotel. And I had a call in my room. And it was the secretary to Yonggi Cho. And she said, Ah, the man who was supposed to speak at the prayer mountain is not going to be around. He's not well. So, can you speak instead of him? Yeah. Again, that was opened 20 years ago. 20 years. Can you speak? I said, About what? <laughs> I said, uh, Yeah, it's, it's just a prayer mountain, church growth, whatever. I said, Okay. You know, I just held a camp meeting at Legon called the Mega Church, and I'd given them 25 points as to 25 reasons why you must have a mega church. I had the notes, but I left the notes in Accra. So, of course, I, I had to think through the notes, and I wrote down those notes. That time, the book Mega Church had not been written. Yeah, it was just notes at a camp, written in pen. We didn't have iPads in those days. So I thought to myself, wow, this is an opportunity. Now, the man whom I was going to speak for, he had kidney stones, yeah, I always remember exactly what he had because I, I realized that that thing has opened a door for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when, I, when I, I was able to write all my points and I went and I spoke at this prayer mountain, from that time, I became a main speaker in Korea every single time, including the last time that I was there. Every single time I was speaking. Amazing. And they told me that that was the best, the prayer mountain uh, preaching. That was the best for the whole conference. And so many people came to invite me. Can you come to uh, Bolivia? Can you come to here? Can you come to I said, I can come. No problem. I'll be there. <laughs> I, I seem to be recognized. I didn't know this message that if I had known, I would have been applying it even more confidently. But I'm telling you that somebody's absence or mistake can open a door. Another time I was part of a certain committee, international committee, and I was also just going to attend a conference. And then the person who was supposed to speak died. Yeah. So I was there when the chairman turned to me and said, this one can... Can you? I said, I can if you want me to. And I did. <laughs> yeah. So somebody's absence or mistake or problem may be the signal of a door for your life. Are you there? Now, Moses' mistake opened a door for Aaron and there he was. That was his chance. Another person and I'm going to show you that Aaron shut this door in an unfortunate way. Now, 
Another person I'm going to bring in here is Miriam. And I'm going to show you something. In Exodus chapter 15 and verse 19, Miriam is announced the sister of Moses. For the horse and the Pharaoh went in with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand and all the women went out after her. And Miriam answered them, sing ye to the Lord. For he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. Miriam's door to her prophetic and singing ministry opened when they came out of the Red Sea. Yeah. Now, don't swing your door shut. Because in Numbers, just a little further on, chapter 12, these two people swung the door shut on their promise to be in the promised land by something that happened. The commonest sin of all, pride. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses. Both Miriam and Aaron, the one who was the mouthpiece of God, you be the mouthpiece. You be the one who speak to Pharaoh. It had got into his head. And Miriam, the prophetess who sang that song. Beautiful. And they said in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 2. If the screen was working, you would see it. It said, and they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Remember, we are also speakers now. We are also what? Speakers. And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, pride will shut the door. Now, this is Numbers chapter 12. Now, There was a long journey ahead. Many things were yet to happen. But in Numbers chapter 20 and verse 1, the Bible says, Then came the children of Israel, even with the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh. And Miriam died there. And was buried there. Miriam died in Numbers chapter 20. They had not even met this man. Balak. 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 All those battles. The more battles were to come. Miriam was dead. Aaron also died in the same Numbers chapter 20. Read it. Then in verse 25, it said, Take Aaron and Eliezer, his son, and bring them up upon Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them on Eliezer, his son, and Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. 
And Moses did as the Lord commanded, went into the Mount Hall in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garment and put them upon Eliezer his son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mountain. And Moses and Eliezer came down from the mountain. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron 30 days, even all the house of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron died in Numbers 20 and Miriam died in Numbers chapter 20. The two of them died. They never saw even Balak and that battle. They never saw it. They, they exalted themselves above Moses and challenged him when a great door was opened to them to become the great famous prophetess. And so what? Singing the songs of the Lord is an elevation. And Aaron, the mouthpiece of God, now he was challenging Mo- Moses. Numbers 20, both of them were dead. Numbers 20 verse 1, Miriam died. Numbers 20 from around verse 15, Aaron died. And then we now move on to many more battles and many more fights along the journey. Including the famous one where the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. And the people came out to curse him. And all the battles to the end of Moses' ministry, they were not there. Brothers and sisters, when God opens a door for you, don't be proud. If you get a new job, don't be proud. If you arrive at a new place, be humble. If you are forgiven for sins, for sin, you, for, you must even look sorry. Not even looking sorry is part of even your problem. Yes, Bible talks about a proud look and a humble look. Yes, it's all part of it. A great door. Do you think we just started this journey? We started years ago. In Kolebu, in Kolegono. And there are many that a great door was opened for them to become great servants of God. But they exalted themselves and the basic message is that I'm, I'm as good as you are. It's true. You know, I've never, thought, I've never thought about that, but there was an elderly lady in our church. She was a, she's a dear old lady. She's still alive. A dear old lady, you know. I, I always remember that remark because there was one young pastor who exalted himself like this. And uh, she said to me, by what he has done, what he's trying to say is that, I'm, she, these were her exact words, I'm as good as you are. Because you see, he, had, he was doing things like, it's like he's doing whatever we are doing, he's also doing it. But I always remember, she was an elderly lady. She said, that's what he's trying to say. I'm as good as you are. And that's what Aaron and, Mo- and Miriam were trying to say. We're as good as you are. not the only one who God speaks through. We are, we are, you are not the only one. You can't make yourself too big. Calm down. Let's all be. Let's form a committee. Don't close your big door. Eh? Don't close your big door. Your big door is standing right there. Don't swing it shut. 
Otherwise, you'll be missing out on some of the battles. You miss out on the Kolegono battle for the cathedral. You missed out on the battle for the Kodesh. You miss out on the battle for the first love church. You miss out on the battle for the branches. One day, one day a man came to me and gave me a prophet. He said, you are going to have a lot of churches in Africa. I said, me? <laughs> I don't know anywhere in Africa. He said, That's, I saw that. Another time, a, a, a carpenter came to me and showed me a dream. I don't want to say because it's quite a precious dream. He said, I had this dream about you. It was about something to do with churches in Africa many years ago. But I kept it in my heart. You missed out on all that. Today, my bishop from Mozambique and Angola is sitting here. Yeah, he's right there, standing right there. My, my, my bishop who planted churches in Malawi is sitting right there. They are all over the place, building things and doing things. Beautiful. Sit down, thank you. You miss out on several sections because of pride. A great door for you to become. You know, sometimes you look at somebody, you see, you have a great opportunity and a great privilege. You've got to be something great in the house of God. It's a great door. Bigness, bigness makes you slam the door shut. When God sent me to Collegono, if I had come and said, I only know people at Lavoni. I don't know anybody at Collegono. My members, eh? Almost every member was a colleague. Some of them could not even write and read. And they testify of it today. Some of them are pastors. They testify. When you saw me, I was by the roadside. I was a drunkard. I couldn't speak. But these were the people God gave me. If I was to vaunt myself and say that I'm I'm from this uh, society, I don't have this, I look down on all these people, I'll have nothing. Don't slam your door shut, my friend, with your pride. Keep the door open. Keep the door open. Keep the door open with humility. Keep the door open. Don't become too big. Be a little boy. Be a little girl. In the house of God. God has opened a big door for you. I don't know how. When God opened a door for Joseph and he had to serve prisoners. He would have said to myself, now I have, I have gone, not only have I become a prisoner, I'm a servant of prisoners. But that was the door. Keep the doors open, friend. Keep the doors open. Otherwise, like Miriam, you find yourself losing your place. And like Aaron, you find yourself dying in Numbers chapter 20. When you should have lived through all the chapters and gone into Deuteronomy. To the end of Deuteronomy when Moses was prophesying. Where were you? You are not there. You are not there to see all these. If you read the next chapter, you see battle after battle after battle after battle. Where they were taking land after land after land after land. Why are you not part of that? Your pride closed the door that God opened to you. Your pride closed the door. Are you listening to me? Now Moses, Moses closed the door himself to the promised land. Moses himself. Not only did Aaron close the door to go to the promised land, and Miriam closed the door to the promised land, but Moses himself closed his own door. Yeah, that God had opened. And I'm going to show you how. And I want you to listen because you, you, you may not know. 
Moses got tired of the people and of his personal problem that was never going away. One ministry that he has entered, he's never stopped hearing complaints and memories from the same people. He only had complaints. The whole ministry was just complaints. God is telling you, whatever problem seems to never go away, eh? You see, the the, the problem must be tired before you are tired. You must not be tired before the thing is tired. Are you listening to me? Now, how did Moses close the door? In Numbers chapter 20, there was no water. In verse 2. That's after Miriam had died. Miriam didn't see all these. (laughs) Thank God for her songs or whatever, but she didn't see this part. She died in verse 1. Now, there was no water. And the people said, with God we had died when our brethren died. Why have you brought up the congregation of of the Lord to this wilderness? That we and our cattle should die here. Where have have you made us to come to this evil place? There is no seed, no figs, no vine, no pomegranate. Neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly and fell upon their faces. And the glory of the Lord spake. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, take the rod, thou and thy brother Aaron. Speak to the rock before their eyes and he shall give forth his water. And so thou shalt bring them water. So Moses took the rod, okay, and gathered the congregation and he said, hear you rebels. Verse 11, and Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod, he smote the rock twice. Bang! When he smoked the rock, God was surprised. What? Am I hearing right? (laughs) What are you doing? I said, speak to the rock. Before I read that, play another one. And God decided to let the water come. And the water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you believe me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah. Because the children of Israel strove with the Lord. So at Meribah, okay, he responded wrongly to the same problem that he had been having. When he took them to Mara the first time, the waters were bitter. The Lord told him, put a tree, put it in the water. He did it, and the water became sweet. When they got to the Red Sea, God said, stretch out your hand. He did it. The, uh, the, what do you call it, came. When they got to where they were hungry, he said, tomorrow I will bring bread. Every miracle 
He did what God told him to do. But by this time, Moses was now frustrated, out of his frustration. And you, if you read other places, it says that for he, he, was, he was moved in his frustration. He just hit the rock. You know, I want to tell you something. And that was the end of his door. Suddenly, the door to the promised land closed. When we go to Israel, we, we take you to a mountain. They show you the mountain that Moses stood there. And he's, he looked over the promised land. And, and the Lord said, that's the promised land. You see it, but you will not enter. Yeah. You see. So there's a place. You see all the mountains there. And that's where he stood. And he, you can see all over Israel from there. But he, you could not enter. Now, I want to ask you, what problem do you have that is following you? Because you ask yourself, you are a leader. Why? Why? Every day, people are complaining. Thousands are dying. Then they will say, you've killed the people. And it was going on and on. You know, that's why the Bible says, we should not be wary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap. If you don't take care, the devil will make you tired before. Eh? You should be tired. I once had a camp and I told the people, the devil, the, we will not be tired. The devil will be tired before we are tired. We sang it. I said, the devil will be tired before we are tired. We will never be tired. And I want to tell you, I, some of you, you have a chronic problem. You know yourself. Even you want me to mention it, but I will not mention it. You know yourself. It goes on and on, on and on, on and on. And every time you have to respond. And you ask yourself, why? Why are crises following me? You know, one time I prayed to the Lord and I said, why is it that everything I have is not big? Like, I can preach it. It's always a small fellowship. But it was just about to get bigger. Well, that was the time I was complaining about why the things don't grow. Don't be tired of resisting whatever you are resisting. And don't make mistakes at the end. Just on the last point before the end. Solomon served God when he was young. But when he got older, he became some way. You would think that when you are young, you are full of lust and all that. But I tell you, old age brings a certain weariness and sometimes a decision to just let everything be some way. Let bad things happen. You must tell yourself, no, I'm going to fight to the end. There are some problems God has arranged that they will never go. Hmm? I'm sorry to tell you. Some will go at your, at your old age. And by the time it goes, you will even be looking and saying, I don't have even energy to be happy again. But you must decide whatever you are fighting. Keep fighting with the same obedience. The same obedience to God. Keep pressing on. You've been paying tithes. You've been trying to serve God. You've been trying to pray. Why is it that only you certain crises never seem to leave you? That's what happened to Moses. And if you think about it, he, he can easily say that he's a cursed leader. But what type of leader that nobody likes you? 
Every day is the same thing. But no. Keep on. Stretch your hand over the Red Sea. God was God said, You didn't sanctify me. That means you didn't make me look fantastic. I would have looked more fantastic if you had spoken to the rock. One day, you know, I was in South Africa and I was having a service. I finished preaching a nice message. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Pray for the sick. And I said to the Holy Spirit, There are too few people here to pray for the sick. I can't pray for any sick person. There's no sick person here. That's the point. When I pray for the sick, I'll be embarrassed. Then I heard a voice telling me, I'll kill you if you don't pray for the sick. So I said, everybody put your hand where your sickness is right now. Put your hand at your sickness right now. Yes. Yes. Put your hand there. And I prayed for the sick. Maybe about 20 people. And then after I said, well, it's time for this grace. So I called anybody who is healed, come. And then a young boy came. And he said his eye, he was blind in this eye. And when I prayed, the eye has opened. I'm talking about a small group. He was blind in the eye, one of his eyes. I was surprised. You see, God wanted to be great. And I was in the way. So be careful with your obedience. You'll be surprised what can offend God. Yeah, you'll be shocked what can offend God. Miriam and Aaron, I don't think they expected to die in Numbers chapter 20. Yeah, but when they did that thing, God, it, that was it. And you see it significantly. Both of them died in the same chapter. Are you angry with my preaching? Number three, number what? Four. A great door can be closed by murmuring. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. But with many of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things were our examples to the intent that we should not last after these things as they also lasted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them as it is written. Neither let us murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Murmuring, complaining, closes doors. Complaining closes doors. I'm telling you, a great door may be open and you start talking. Learn, if you can't say it in front of me, don't say it. Even me, you know, towards, towards people that are even under me. I don't like to talk about somebody under me, even below me. Something that I, I will not tell the person. No, I don't like that. Not only above, but even below. Because I feel I'm not being genuine to the person. 
What I think, I would like you to know that when you are not there, then I, 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 I say that your head is like a, a, a mango or your head is like a, a, a watermelon. No. Memoring is stage two or three of disloyalty. Because you are speaking undertone in a negative way about the person. Then when the person comes, oh, hello, hello. Bible says, let us not remember. Ask someone, and they were overthrown. They were God said, I won't take you again. I won't take you again. For memory. Ten times they complained against Moses. It even destroyed Moses himself. Because, you know, when you have a problem for a long time, it can, at a point, it can affect you. Yeah. Don't learn it in your family. If all your sisters are like that, separate yourself. If all your brothers are like that, separate yourself. One day I was with a brother and he said something funny about a man of God, a senior man of God. When I saw the man of God, I mentioned what this brother said. And the brother was very upset. I told him, see another one, I'll go and say it. See another one, I'll go and say it. I said, you fly speak, I'll go and say, I'll go and say exactly what you are saying. You can't use me as your garbage pan to pour your venom, your anger, and your bitterness onto me to listen to wicked words. Yes. Even with politicians, I always tell them the truth. One time I was with one politician from a certain party whose name begins with an N. Yeah. That's enough for you to know. I told him that now that you, are, you have whatever, you don't have to forsake your Christian principles and say things that are not true. One time one of the politicians was one of the big wigs of a certain party whose name begins with an N. He came to see me. He said, how, how are things? Do, how, are we, how are we doing? I said, oh, you are going to lose. <laughs> what? I said, you are going to lose. From my understanding and my perception on the ground, you are losing. He was shocked beyond it. Because see, everybody tells them, oh, you are doing very well. In fact, thank God for your life. Your wisdom, your I told him, you lose. <laughs> and they lost properly. Four years later, he remembered me. Yes. And he came back again. When I saw him, I said, you've come again. So how are things? I said, you are losing again. <laughs> but you see, he valued me because I was always telling the truth. Yeah. Rather than speaking behind their backs. That's one of the things that is causing a lot of heartbreak to the politicians. Yeah. They, they, they get so many fans when they go around campaigning. They are so surprised when they lose. <laughs> but if you are in the system, you can easily know. You don't have to be a prophet. You can have an idea of how the election is going to. 
how I perceive the election, really, is it different? Not, not prophetic. I don't mean prophecy. No, no, no. Just talking to people. Yes. Memoring. Ah, pray they don't hear you memoring. Yeah. I don't mind you knowing what I think. That's what I think. Don't let anybody make you an underground submarine member. It will close your door. All those who are part of this calling and this commission who've murmured against me, they are no more part of the calling. They can't make it. Anybody who's murmured against me, you struck against me. You struck me. What you strike is not a blessing to you. It becomes your enemy. Anybody who struck at me, I mean, I, have no, I will not strike back, but you should see whether an angel will strike you back or something else will strike at you. Yes. They would have been, you know, there are people that I remember, I think about, oh, this one would have been like this, this one would have been like, as the ministry has grown. What you murmur against, you close the door to your life. Don't forget, oh, no matter who is murmuring with you, even if Bishop so-and-so is murmuring with you in the church, it is still wrong. You must know, bishop this or bishop that or reverend this or whatever, doctor this. It's still wrong. Think of the word. The word of God is above every human being. That's what you must get into your coconut. Number five. Fornication will close every door. A great door was opened unto Israel. And they closed the door by their fornication. The Bible says, let us not commit fornication, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, as some of them committed and fell in one day 23,000. Twenty-three thousand fornications and they were gone. Huh? What do you think? Pandemical fornication. <laughs> fornication will close the door like this. I'm telling you. What great door has God opened to you? I was watching a film the other day. I don't know what film it was, but this young guy got a job in a big man's uh, uh, Whatever, big, this big guy, whatever he was. And then he went to sleep with the man's wife. Yes. That was the end. It's, people died, this one died. The man shot the wife. They chased the man uh, for his whole life. The whole film, they chased the man. Uh. Dinosaurs will be chasing you for your fornications for the rest of your life. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I know it's about you now. Now stand up and check your neighbor. Are you closing any door with any type of fornication? 
Are you closing any door? Are you closing a door that has, God has opened? Are you closing any doors? God has opened a door, you are closing it. How? This is too much. Tell the person, this is too much. This is too much. Shake your hand and say fornication away. In Jesus name. Amen. Tell your neighbor I will not allow you to do that again. It's over. And tell the person I'm not joking. Don't take it as a joke. It's not a joke. You see me smiling. You see me smiling. You think that it's a joke. I'm very serious. Alright. Number seven. The Israelites closed the door by idolatry. You can sit down now. Idolatry. Idols. Worshipping of idols. Let us not worship money. You know that now, anytime I look at a preacher and a ministry, and I notice so much money, 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 I sort of feel as if something has changed. Yeah, something has changed about the ministry. There are people, I remember one man, he was such a great prophet, you know. Now when I listen to him, it's mostly about money. But he he described one day, he said, look, he was on a plane. And he was sitting, I think he was sitting in business class. And he was sitting by a man. And God revealed to him the man who was sitting by him. His name. So he said to the man, hello. Then he started to talk, what what do you do, etc. And so on. And he said, I'm a prophet. And so what, what, what are the things you are you are doing as a prophet. And the man said, oh, I can tell you your name. He said, me? You can tell me my name. And he told the man, I'll tell you your name and your first name and this name and many other things. The man was frightened. Yeah. On the plane, they were just sitting there. The man was terrified. And he described how he led the man to Christ. You know, there are people with amazing gifts. I wish I had such a gift. When I see you, I, I start to tell you so many things. Pray for me to have such gifts, okay? Okay? Will you pray for me? Yeah. But you see that now when I watch the man, just talking about raising funds, always money, something all the time. It looks different. And that same person, I heard him preaching about hell, describing some things about hell, what is happening in hell. I was so blessed. But now, I don't, I see different messages. So, you know, idols, something else that is controlling you other than God. Let's be careful. Don't let your job control you. Don't let any man control you. Don't let any idol control you. Don't let money control you. Pray for me that money will never control me. Ah. And number seven. A great feast. The Bible says a certain man made a great supper and invited many. A great door was open and they began to make excuses. So excuses, excuses can close the great door 
that God has opened for you. Don't make any excuses, oh. And when, when you are experienced, you stop listening to people when they are giving excuses. You say, hey, 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 hey. it's okay, don't come, don't come. All this is, when people want to do something, they make a way. When they don't want to do something, they make an excuse. Yes. No more excuses. No more making up stories. Just saying, Lord, I see clearly you've opened a great door for me to serve you. I thank you. When God opened a door for me to serve him in Kolegono, Kolebu, ah, what a blessing. And my wife also agreed to follow me to do what I was going to do. Just be a pastor of these students with the rest of my life. Wow. It's a door. If my wife had said she would not follow me, but I can do what I want to do. My door could have been closing a bit. Yes. <laughs> Some people's doors are closed by their wives. Yes. So yeah. yeah. I'm not going to know no I'm not going to know mission. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't marry you to go to any mission to go explore my life. <laughs> A great door, a great door is open. And finally, the greatest of all doors, the last door, is the door that was open to Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden, a great door was open for them to become the kings of this world, to fellowship with God himself. And they closed the door. God sent angels to go and guard the entrance to the garden. Never let these two people enter this garden again. Garden of Eden. Never these two people, they should never come here again. Why? Because of whom they obeyed. Who do you obey? Who do you listen to? Do you listen to God or you listen to man or woman? Adam, though, you don't deserve to be where I wanted you to be because you listen to your wife rather than listening to me. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve me. And you don't deserve my garden. I closed the door shut because you disobey me when I gave you an instruction. Make sure you obey God. One day I saw a young man. He said he was no more going to be in the ministry. And I was asking myself, that: is he angry with me? <laughs> you better think of your God. The God with whom you have to deal with. Don't think of a mere man like me. Ask yourself, are you not afraid to disobey God? Your life ends when you start disobeying God. Lift your hand up and surrender yourself to him and say, Lord, take my life. Let it be what you want it to be. I surrender everything to you for the rest of my life. Number one, how can you close your door? Number one, tell me, Pride closed the door to who? Miriam and Aaron. Isn't it? They died when? Numbers chapter 20. That was the end of them. Finish. Mercy. How many are surprised that Aaron and Miriam quenched in the middle of the journey and that was it? Yes. Number two. 
Moses. Because he was tired of having the same problem which was never ending. Number three. Memory can close the door. From today, tell yourself, I'll never speak undertone. I'll never speak in the car when you are going home to your wife, a different thing to your husband, to your friend. You never call somebody and send a text which if the person is to read this text, what you are saying, what you are saying. No, never. Never do that. Never do that. I put a, a, a statue of Bishop Duncan Williams, Archbishop Duncan Williams, in the Crewem. I said, I want to put it there when you are alive and see that I honored you. I put you with John Wesley and other people. You are standing with Bonke and uh, the great people there. Not behind your back, I've honored you. And in front of you, I've honored you. Yeah. Be careful. Never let somebody take you somewhere. If you have something, you say it. Anything funny that I have to say, I'll say it. To whether it's up or below, I say, I want you to know this. This is my feeling. Don't allow yourself to become a normal person who is always below but saying things. Hey, he's coming. Hey, bye. Hey, bye. How did they say it in tree? Huh? Obao. And what's the next one? Fornication. How many of you have already noticed some doors have closed because of fornication? Raise your hand if you've noticed. If you like, don't raise your hand. I'll come down from the mountain and come and come with my torchlight. <laughs> Turn to your nearest neighbor and look at the person in the face and say, eh, you can't deceive me with your holy face. Oh. I know, I know, I know human beings. I know human beings. I know human beings. The person next to you looks as if you know they cannot even wee wee. Hey! <laughs> And the next one, idolatry. No more idols. And what's the last one? Excuses. Closes doors. Yes. Excuses. And finally, disobedience. Closes doors. Every, everyone standing, please. How not to close a door that is opened to your life. Lift your hands up. Father, which art in heaven, thank you for everyone that is part of us. Watching online, listening to the preaching, part of the service. Lift your holy hands and pray for just a moment. Whatever you are holding to slam a door in your own face, something that God has rather opened for you. 
Release it right now. The door will remain open from today in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Every door which you have closed, we are reopening the door today. We are reopening the door today. We are reopening the door today. Reopening the door. Reopening the door. Reopening the door. In the name of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. Thank you for everyone who has been able to come to church today. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your merciful power, Lord. We thank you for the doors you've opened in our lives. And we thank you that they shall remain open. We shall not close any door in our lives. Thank you. Give us the wisdom now to go through every door according to your power. Thank you that everyone here is marching through the doors you've opened for us. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost for a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. Thank you. Thank you. I say thank you Father in Jesus name. And everyone said Amen. Give the Lord a shout and a clap offering. Now if you are here you want to be born again. I want to pray with you. Born again means to give your heart to Jesus Christ. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, lift up your hand like this and let me pray with you. Pastor, somebody invited me to church, but I want Jesus to save me. I want to be a new person. I don't want to go to hell. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. If somebody invited you to church today and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want me to pray with you specially today. Just lift up your hand like this. God bless you. Lift it up high wherever you are standing. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you are watching online as well. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just pray with us in this simple prayer. If you've lifted your hand. You want to give your life to God. You've lifted your hand. Come to me in the front here. Come from wherever you are standing. Come, 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 come this way. Come from the back. Come from the side come from wherever. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way in your life. Come my sister. Come my brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. your life and give him let's all sing it give him your life today today come on to Jesus let him have his way let him have his way let us pray lift your hands and pray this prayer and everyone join in say Jesus please forgive me for my sin I give my heart to you. I am a sinner. If you are watching on television, join me in this prayer. Say, Jesus, please forgive me 
for my sins. Come into my life and change me. Please wash my sins away with the blood of Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Master. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now, all of you in the front here, where do they go? I want you to go this way with our pastor. This way. Clap for them. Online, if you, if you are watching the flow service, give your life to Christ. There's a number there. 233-56033-3079. Just send us a message and your life is never going to be the same. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's time for the Holy Communion. Now, now listen. As we take the Holy Communion, we are asking God, amen, for healing. Listen, Jesus said, every time you do this, you show the Lord's death. Amen. You show what? The Lord's death. And what does, the, what does that mean if you show the Lord's death? It's the manifestation of the cross. Amen. The manifestation of the cross. And what happened on the cross? By his stripes, we are healed. That's what happened. No, people shouldn't go too far away, yeah? Don't go too far. Hello? Don't go too far. I want you to join in. Just don't go far away. Join in for the communion and everything quickly, please. Um, listen, Jesus wants to heal us. And Jesus is a healing Jesus. There's no other sign that Jesus is Jesus other than healing. Because no other prophet was into healing but Jesus he says the son of righteousness will come with healing in his wings so Jesus is here today and when we take the communion there is a kind of a showing of the Lord and his presence and his power and his death and the effect of all those things on your life today amen so I want you to stand with me Take, eat, this is my body Which is broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Yes Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is meat indeed My blood is drink indeed mm -hmm. Blessing which we bless, it's the communion of the blood of Christ, the bread which we break, it's the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, it is the meal of God, mm -hmm. it will sustain you. 
Jesus. For 40 days and 40 nights, Elijah needed supernatural strength. Oh, prophet Elijah, take this meal and eat. Jesus is healing. You for 40 Saving and healing. Wash it. Thank you, Jesus. body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. When I see the blood oh, oh. Now this is for your mistakes. You know Bible says that lust leads to sin and sin leads to death. The reason why it's important for your sins to be washed is because your sins lead to death. Death through any agency, whether it is accident, whether it is sickness, whether it is anything that kills. So as we lift this blood, may anything that leads you to death be forgiven be washed. Even as Miriam and Aaron ended their lives prematurely, may you not end your life prematurely because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Your mistake will not be counted because of the blood of Jesus and the mercies of the Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, let healing come to every family. Let there be no shortages. Let there be many supplies. Let there be much healing. Let there be much refreshing. I hear the word refreshing. Refreshment and refreshing for every family. May you have a family, number one. And may there be refreshing in your family from this day forward whatever represented darkness and whatever looked dark to you light is coming there now in Jesus name whatever looked mystical and frightening in your life and foreboding I speak light into your life I command light I bless you may the Lord make his face to shine with brightness and light into your life May the Lord lift up his countenance and, and reverse all forms of anger against you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
Where there was no peace, receive peace. Where there's conflict, receive peace. Where there's difficulty, receive ease and help. I see a bridge over troubled waters. I see a bridge over difficulties. I see a bridge over a river you cannot cross. Receive your bridge and cross over. Cross over in peace. May the Lord help you to cross with ease and enter to your promised land where there are no shortages, where there's milk, where there's honey, where there's meat, our tamanu supply, where there are supplies without end. Lift your hand and thank God for these blessings come upon you. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy you receive. Cross over your bridge and cross over the river. Cross over the miry clay which sought to swallow you. And may your feet stand upon a, a rock to stay. In the name of he who died on the cross and rose up triumphantly after three days. May his blessing be upon you this day in Jesus name. Let's sing this song, The Blood. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Come on, your hands lifted up. Way back on Calvary. Oh, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day. From day to day.
Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.